Good morning. How's everybody doing? Welcome to It's a Religion, the podcast that seeks to encourage you in your faith, to encourage you into faith if you don't have any or if you placed it in the wrong place. We come into you, this is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And we are in a world of chaos and confusion and angst, anxiety, but also peace, love, joy, kindness, goodness, truth. And when I talk about two countries, that's kind of what I'm getting at. you got one side that wants to put their faith and trust in man, wants to put their faith and trust in the things of man, ideas and, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, ideas and things that man has derived, not what God has given us, not what God has said is true, not what God has proved is true. Again, I go back to the tenets of evolution and ask the question, what came first? The brain, the heart, the lungs, the, uh, you know, how, how did a thing eat and process food in its body without a stomach? How do you develop a stomach over millions of years? Oh, I don't know. We don't know how that happened yet, but. We're going to believe it anyway. It's the most preposterous thing I've ever heard in my life. And we have people today trusting in government, trusting in people, sinful, failed people, to try and get them out of situations. Hey, why should I have to pay for my student loan? Hey, why should I have to take responsibility for um, doing what it takes to create a child? And now I don't want the child. I don't want the responsibility of raising a child. Those are just two examples of many. And social media has made it that much better, hasn't it? Hasn't social media just really added to the equation? Now you have everybody hating everybody because everybody's out there. Everybody's got their opinion out there. And I, I'm... Must say, I'm doing this show, so I have an opinion too that I'm putting out there. And really, it's it's easier to find opinions that you agree with too than what it used to be. It used to be you had the big three news media people out there telling you what was right and wrong, and the newspaper folks. And there was a uh, conglomeration of the news that I don't think was nearly as coordinated as it is today. I think today it's a very coordinated propagandist-type effort that goes on out there in the mainstream, lamestream, uh, corporate, uh, legacy media. And you have a new media emerging, emerging that is seeking to uh, spread truth and uh, acknowledge the, the truth of situations and not just propagandize what the Democrat Party wants you to believe. Which is what the Democrats are all about. And the Republicrats, the ones that are Republican in name only, the rhinos. 
They go in lockstep with the, the Dems. There's only a small contingent of conservatives at the national level that's left. I think, again, with our government system, thank God that they set up states with their own sovereignty and their own ability to thwart some of the things that, that these guys want to do at a national level. We're not, uh, and I agree with Mr. Trump, we're never going to be a communist state. I don't see how that happens with our current system of government. Now, you could change the system of government and get there through other means. But but here at It's a Religion, we start with the Word of God. The Word of God is true, and it's a fact. There's no debating it. There's no, oh, well, what about this? What about that? I, 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 who are we to question God? <clears throat> I was thinking about something last night. I remember some of the debates I had with one of this, these guys at a supposed Christian college that was teaching theistic evolution. And we were talking about the Old Testament and, and Moses. And he's like, well, you know, Moses wasn't, he didn't have all the resources that we had today. And da, 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 trying to make it sound like we're so much smarter today because we know more. And I'm, I'm, I was thinking last night, I wish I would have looked at him and said, well, wait a minute, didn't Moses talk to God directly? Have any of you guys talked to God directly? I mean, maybe some of you have heard from God. You know, I don't, I can't claim that I've ever heard God speaking into my ear, but the guy spoke face to face with God to the point where he had to put a veil on because people couldn't stand looking at him. And he doesn't know as much as we do about this universe. He doesn't know as much as we do about how we got here and what happened in the early stages of life of this planet. I don't know. Again, you have to choose where you put your faith at, people. Where are you gonna? What are you gonna put your place? Place your faith in? Is it gonna be in this world and the tenets of the world and the tenets of humanity, uh, secular humanism, and evolution and and uh, things like that? <clears throat> that lead to all kinds of crazy stuff. Are you going to put your faith in objective truth from the Lord God who created us, who sustains us, who allows us to keep living on this planet, who could uh, stop the sun from shining tomorrow if he wanted to, or right this instant if he wanted to. But today we're we're still talking about faith in the Bible. And I'm going to read through First. Uh, or Philippians chapter 1, because there's a couple references to faith in here. I want to get to that um, and then look at, I'm trying to, yeah. And that's really in, in this uh, book, that's where I want to camp is in chapter 1. So let's take a look at this. Philippians chapter 1. Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints and Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons, grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the day until now, being confident of this very thing, that which he has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ even as is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart and as much as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. All of you are all partakers of my grace, 
For God is my record, how greatly I long after you in the bowels of Jesus Christ. In this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that all of you may approve things that are excellent, that all of you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, unto the glory and praise of God. But I would all of you should understand, brethren, that things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of good will. The one preach Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds." but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then? Notwithstanding, every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earn expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that in all boldness is always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death, in order to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor, yet what I shall choose I know not. For if I am a straight between two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more necessary for you. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith, that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. Only let your conversation be as it becomes the gospel of Christ, that whether I come to see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that all of you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. So, those last two, letting your conversation be as it becomes the gospel of Christ, that whether I come to see you, I may hear of your affairs, all of you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. You know, the church is so divided nowadays. There's so many different sects and uh, groups and um, denominations and and things like that. You know, Satan's done a good job of dividing us, unfortunately. And we've allowed that. Just like not following the objective truth that's in the Bible that talks about creation, that talks about, uh, you know, we've let the wisdom of man, we've let the sinfulness of man... Um, sneak its way in there and it's it's a sad thing but uh, exhibit your salvation and how you live and don't be terrified by anything there's no reason you know god is in control he knows what's going on on this planet in every square inch of it i believe so let's strive together for the faith of the gospel and that is uh what I would hope to do. So, taking a quick look at some of the stories that are out there today, this was a good one in CBN. Are your emotions being manipulated by politicians? Most angry, most Americans angry at the state of the country. It's official. The national mood in the U.S. has turned sour with a recent poll showing more than half of Americans are angry about the state of the country. 
After seeing it play out in many news or across the dinner table, many say it's time to end the rage and heal the wounds. From fights in the air to angry outbursts at school boards meetings, outrage has become the new normal. There's no end of provocation that are playing a part of this, said Peter Wood, author of Wrath, American Rage. The CBN's local or the global lane would blame pandemic restriction, restrictions and other issues for the rise in tempers. The arrival of large numbers of people on our Mexican border are backing up off ships in West Coast and the unleashing of inflation and mainstream economy. Each of these has brought the temper of mainstream Americans to boil, explained Wood. Yeah. Well, social media is playing a part. Propaganda is playing a part. And let's face it, folks. Uh, the sinfulness of man. Faith is playing a part. If people are not putting their faith and trust in Christ, where is it going? It's going to other things that don't actually bring peace. And there's a spiritual battle at work here that, you know, I'm sure Satan and his minions know how to use social media too. Um, we're not the only ones. So it's a uh, it's an interesting predicament. Um, you know, there's a war going on, although I read that Putin is saying you can't use that name for it, but I don't live under Putin's authority. And there's just a lot going on. And I don't think it's probably changed over the last 2,000 plus years. You know, when Jesus came, he had the Pharisees to deal with and or the ruling class, right, of the time. And when you're part of the ruling class, I would imagine you enjoy it. And, you know, you don't want to lose that power and authority. So... Makes sense. But I'm going to call it a show. Uh, I'm going to keep these, try and keep these a little bit quicker in the future. Um, and secondly, we're heading out on a spring break today. And so I'm not going to be uh, doing this for a week. So y'all have a great week. And we'll see you probably around the 12th somewhere. And uh, we'll make a comeback at that point.
Good morning. Welcome to It's a Religion, where we contrast the faith that people have in Jesus Christ and Him as King of Kings and Lord of Lords with belief in other things such as evolution and secular humanism and communism and lots of other isms that try to take the place of Christianity and Jesus Christ. Mohammedism would be another one. We come to you live. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And that is the what I believe that is the true American motto. We do come together as one when we're attacked um, and need to go on, on the defense. But outside of that, uh, it's a pretty big mess out there right now. And I don't really want to focus on that anymore because it's not doing much good to do that. There's plenty of people out there that are focused on the division. Um, our point or our hope is to explain things from a perspective that shows why certain things occur and it's not because of um, outcroppings of, of education or what have you, but it's it starts at the faith level, at what you believe in. And education does affect that. I, let me backtrack on that one a little bit. But, but this whole experience and this life is about faith, what you put faith in. That's the starting point of everything. And until we get that right, until we get that right as a country in the United States of America and as a world, there's going to be a lot of issues, a lot of problems. And some people have a misconstrued idea of what faith is. Um, you know, I heard a, a thing the other or yesterday coming back from vacation that a guy named Pete Buttigieg, if you don't know who that is, he's the transportation secretary under Biden. And uh, he is married to a man, supposedly, because in some people's belief system that do not truly put faith and trust in Christ, even though both of those gentlemen claim to uh, believe in him, they have taken God's word and circumvented it with their own truth and with their own ideals and we tend to do that you know I know I've been guilty of it in the past where I want something to be true and so I make God's word say that it's true and whether God's word really says that or not is irrelevant and there was a point in my life when a gentleman said look God's word means what it means. You know, it means one thing, what that person wrote to that group of people or that other person or what they wrote at that time to people in general. And we can only gather its meaning from that, but then we can apply it many different ways. We can take that meaning from 2,000 years ago and apply it just as well today in certain things. And so that's what we do. We try to look at scripture from a standpoint of what it means truly. And there's some interpretation involved in that. And 
people look at things differently based on what was written and what timing was written and and things of that nature. There's not a whole lot of uh, gray area in Scripture. I mean, there might be a few things here and there about salvation and about uh, um, different outworkings of that. You know, should women work or not work? Should certain things be certain ways in a church versus other ways? You know, I don't see youth group in there. I, I really, I fail to see that as a ministry in the church. Not to say that it can't be, um, or that it can't have some value. But, yeah, I digress. Anyway, one of the things that we do talk about here is starting with Scripture and, and doing our best to interpret that in a way that that is right and true and what God intended it to be. And so I'm going to, we were, before we left for vacation, we were studying the uh, word faith in the Bible. It comes in the Bible many, many times. And I'm going to finish that study today by simply reading Hebrews chapter 11, which really is by all rights, the faith chapter, the chapter that discusses faith from a faith perspective uh, or a God-centered perspective, I should say. So Hebrews 11 says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So right in that sentence, we hope for Christ to come back. And we haven't. I haven't seen any of the evidence for Christ personally I haven't been to Jerusalem I haven't been to but there's so much there um, and it's something that I just trust in because I know he is true and right and good for by it the elders obtained a good report through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear you know, God made everything. We were reading, I was reading with my wife last night, from the dust of the ground, God made man. You know, when Jesus was here, he rearranged molecules instantly. He didn't need evolution to do anything. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he, being dead, yet speaks. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found, because God had translated him. For his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So somehow Enoch pleased God in the flesh and then was translated into the sp a spiritual being, because God is spirit. That's what Jesus said about God the Father. And so... Um, He is different than what he was. He was translated. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And this is one that, that uh, um, you know, the one debate that, that isn't settled in my mind is this idea that God somehow gives you the faith to believe in him. When in my mind, that's not faith. That's something different. And right here, it seems to me you have to have faith um, in God. You have to believe that he is. 
and that God will reward you for seeking him, which is, in my own experience of faith, seems to me that's what happened. And I know many people, including my, my wife, believe that God caused that to happen somehow. And, you know, when I think about God and his omnipotence and uh, omnipresent self, that he's all, everywhere at all times and doesn't have time as a constraint. I know, Peter, there's a verse that talks about in his ability to see ahead, um, you know, he knows who will be seeking him and then encourages them in their faith. I mean, God, Paul even talks about faith being a gift from God in a couple of spots. So I don't know exactly how people come to faith. I just know that that it is a component that God has to, uh, that God has called us to have. That he's not going to show up to everybody and go, hey, here I am. Put your faith and trust in me, like most politicians do. But he's there um, with an extended hand saying, come, come to me. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing where he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which is foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them far off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Remember Jacob talking about his pilgrimage, uh, not lasting as long as those that came before him. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, and heavenly, where God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. Now that's pretty cool to think about. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he received the promises, offered up his only begotten son which obviously is representative of what God did for us, of whom it was said that in Isaac all your seed shall be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed, was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worship, leaning upon his top of his staff. And by faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. And by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to t two years, 
refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, and esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he that respect unto recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath for the king of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, and the Egyptians, as saying to do, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were recompensed about seven days. And by faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not, when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of the weakness were made strong, waxed violent, valiant in fight, turned the flight to uh, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, more of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were asunder, sawn asunder, and tempted, and were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth, and all these, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us that they without us might be made perfect now the promise he's talking about there is christ because those that came before christ had not received the promise yet we received it because we now know what he did for all of us so i'm not gonna get into uh, a lot of news today um there's obviously a lot going on i saw the uh one of the stories in our local paper, the world moving on from COVID-19. I'm like, praise God, we should have done that about a year and a half ago. But our experts and those that everybody followed, Mr. Fauci, two years, two years, two stinking years, we had to deal with that stuff. And they're still trying to hold on to it. Biden and the, the TSA uh, pressing the mass mandate on travel. And it's it's really... I'm not going to comment on it anymore because it's it's such a sad state of things. And, you know, power corrupts. Uh, and it's it's pretty obvious in our system of government at this point that the federal government's gotten way out of hand. And um, I think it's... it's uh, I don't know. I think it's... It's just the, the tendency of man, right? Man is sinful. And without God, without Christ at the center of who you are and what you do, you're going to trend toward unrighteousness. You're going to trend toward sin and, and pleasing your flesh. And that's what we see going on in our society and the world at large. Uh, that's what wokeness is all about, I believe, is pleasing, you know, making yourself feel good. You're woke, so you're accepted by others who are woke. And, you know, conservatism goes against that in the in the sense that it is founded on the traditions that don't change. 
the traditions that say humanity was was given this life by creator by a higher authority than what we are and though we want to always become our own authority and kick god to the curb uh god will not be mocked right a man's going to reap what he sows galatians 6 7 don't be deceived so so let's see let's look at some good news um what are the top 50 things that came out of Britain? That's a uh, actual story in the, one of the good news networks. So here it is. Fish and chips, roast dinners, Sir David Attenborough. have no idea who that guy is. Full English breakfast, the World Wide Web. So that came out of England. Cadbury chocolate, cheddar cheese, William Shakespeare, the Beatles, and the Queen. So that's the top ten. And you got James Bond, BBC, The Sandwich, which is said to be invented by the 18th century Earl of Sandwich, Sir Stephen Hawking, no thanks. Uh, afternoon tea, The Royal Family, Mark and Spencer, yeah, see, the rest of this is, I mean, Monty Python's 25th, after David Bowie, The Rolling Stones, uh, yeah, the rest of it's kind of a waste. So anyway, that's some good news. California officials approved plan to crack down on microplastics polluting the ocean. Well, isn't that fantastic? I don't, you know, why are we the ones putting stuff in the ocean? Uh, I doubt that we are. I know there's plastics going into landfills. I mean, people got to get rid of stuff somewhere. You know, we got to figure that out. Solar panels built from waste crops can make energy without direct light. I'm not sure how that works. So there's a battle going on for the hearts and minds of humanity, folks. And uh, when you look at how governments and people act, it's very easy to tell what they're putting their faith and trust in. Our current government that's in control puts faith and trust in power and in themselves and in government solving people's problems for them and controlling folks. And uh, that's what the current Democrat Party is all about. But the problem is most of them are attorneys and have no idea what economics, how economics works. Um, and, you know, when you don't have faith and trust in freedom and people being able to make their own choices and you want to try and mandate things, trying to control people, trying to tell people they have to take a shot to make things better. Um, it, you know, it's it's not good, folks. And it, it follows after a pattern of godlessness. Um, Satan wants to force you to do things um, where God doesn't. God doesn't force anything upon you. That's why, again, I come back to the whole idea of him giving folks faith, I, I don't, it doesn't seem within his character to want to force people to do anything. That he calls them and he says, look, this is the way, the truth, and the life. And those of you who seek me will find me. And, um, you know, those of you who seek sin and seek after your own pleasure, your own self, you'll, you'll find plenty of that out there too. But at the end of the day, that's only going to satisfy uh, for a short time. 
on a temporary basis. The true satisfaction comes from knowing God and knowing His Son, Jesus Christ. So I'm going to leave it at that today. Glad to be back in the chair. I think going forward, uh, we're only going to, I don't know if we're going to do this every day. We might go to every other day or every third day. Third day, that sounds good. I don't know. But I encourage you to put your faith in Jesus Christ today. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And be thankful for the life that you have. Good morning. Welcome to It's a Religion, where we contrast the faith that people have in Jesus Christ and Him as King of Kings and Lord of Lords with belief in other things such as evolution and secular humanism and communism and lots of other isms that try to take the place of Christianity and Jesus Christ. Mohammedism would be another one. We come to you live. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And that is the, what I believe that is the true American motto. We do come together as one when we're attacked. Um, I need to go on the defense, but outside of that, uh, it's a pretty big mess out there right now, and I don't really want to focus on that anymore because it's not doing much good to do that. There's plenty of people out there that are focused on the division. Um, our point or our hope is to explain things from a perspective that shows why certain things occur and it's not because of um, outcroppings of, of education or what have you, but it's it starts at the faith level, at what you believe in. And education does affect that. I, let me backtrack on that one a little bit. But, but this whole experience in this life is about faith, what you put faith in. That's the starting point of everything. And until we get that right, until we get that right as a country in the United States of America and as a world, there's going to be a lot of issues, a lot of problems. And some people have a misconstrued idea of what faith is. Um, you know, I heard a, a thing the other or yesterday coming back from vacation. 
that a guy named Pete Buttigieg, if you don't know who that is, he's the transportation secretary under Biden. And uh, he is married to a man, supposedly, because in some people's belief system that do not truly put faith and trust in Christ, even though both of those gentlemen claim to uh, believe in him, they have taken God's word and circumvented it with their own truth and with their own ideals. And we tend to do that. You know, I know I've been guilty of it in the past where I want something to be true. And so I make God's word say that it's true. And whether God's word really says that or not is irrelevant. And there was a point in my life when a gentleman said, look, God's word means what it means. You know, it means one thing, what that person wrote to that group of people or that other person or what they wrote at that time to people in general. And we can only gather its meaning from that, but then we can apply it many different ways. We can take that meaning from 2,000 years ago and apply it just as well today in certain things. And so that's what we do. We try to look at Scripture from a standpoint of what it means truly. And there's some interpretation involved in that. And people look at things differently based on what was written and what timing was written and, and things of that nature. There's not a whole lot of uh, gray area in Scripture. I mean, there might be a few things here and there about salvation and about uh, um, different outworkings of that. You know, should women work or not work? Should certain things be certain ways in a church versus other ways? You know, I don't see youth group in there. I, I really, I fail to see that as a ministry in the church. Not to say that it can't be, um, or that it can't have some value. But, yeah, I digress. Anyway, one of the things that we do talk about here is starting with Scripture and, and doing our best to interpret that in a way that that is right and true and what God intended it to be. And so, I'm going to... We were, before we left for vacation, we were studying the uh, word faith in the Bible. It comes in the Bible many, many times. And I'm going to finish that study today by simply reading Hebrews chapter 11, which really is, by all rights, the faith chapter, the chapter that discusses faith from a faith perspective uh, or a God-centered perspective, I should say. So Hebrews 11 says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So right in that sentence, we hope for Christ to come back. And we haven't, I haven't seen any of the evidence for Christ personally. I haven't been to Jerusalem. I haven't been to, but there's so much there. Um. And it's something that I just trust in because I know he is true and right and good. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. 
you know, God made everything. We were reading, I was reading with my wife last night, from the dust of the ground, God made man. You know, when Jesus was here, he rearranged molecules instantly. He didn't need evolution to do anything. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he, being dead, yet speaks. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found, because God had translated him for his translation. He had this testimony that he pleased God. So somehow Enoch pleased God in the flesh and then was translated into a spiritual being because God is spirit. That's what Jesus said about God the Father. And so um, he is different than what he was. He was translated. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And this is one that, that uh, um, you know, the one debate that, that isn't settled in my mind is this idea that God somehow gives you the faith to believe in him. When in my mind, that's not faith. That's something different. And right here, it seems to me you have to have faith um, in God. You have to believe that he is and that God will reward you for seeking him, which is, in my own experience of faith, seems to me that's what happened. And I know many people, including my, my wife, believe that God caused that to happen somehow. And... You know, when I think about God and his omnipotence and uh, omnipresent self, that he's all, everywhere at all times and doesn't have time as a constraint. I know, Peter, there's a verse that talks about in his ability to see ahead, um, you know, he knows who will be seeking him and then encourages them in their faith. I mean, God... Paul even talks about faith being a gift from God in a couple of spots. So I don't know exactly how people come to faith. I just know that that it is a component that God has to uh, that God has called us to have. That He's not going to show up to everybody and go, "Hey, here I am. Put your faith and trust in me," like most politicians do. But He's there. Um, with an extended hand saying, come, come to me. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing where he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many 
as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them far off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Remember Jacob talking about his pilgrimage, uh, not lasting as long as those that came before him. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, and heavenly, where God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. Now that's pretty cool to think about. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he received the promises offered up his only begotten son which obviously is representative of what God did for us, of whom it was said that in Isaac all your seed shall be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed, was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worship, leaning upon his top of his staff. And by faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. And by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to two years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, and esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he that respect unto recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath for the king of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, and the Egyptians, as saying to do, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were recompensed about seven days. And By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not, when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall more shall I say, for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of the weakness were made strong, waxed violent, a valiant in fight, turned the flight to uh, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, more of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were asunder, sawn asunder, and tempted, and were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth, and all these, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us that they without us might be made perfect now the promise he's talking about there is christ because those that came before christ had not received the promise yet we received it because we now know what he did for all of us so i'm not gonna get into uh, a lot of news today um there's obviously a lot going on i saw the uh 
one of the stories in our local paper, the world moving on from COVID-19. I'm like, praise God, we should have done that about a year and a half ago. But our experts and those that everybody followed, Mr. Fauci, two years, two years, two stinking years, we had to deal with that stuff. And they're still trying to hold on to it. Biden and the, the TSA uh, pressing the mass mandate on travel. And it's it's really... I'm not going to comment on it anymore because it's it's such a sad state of things. And, you know, power corrupts. Uh, and it's it's pretty obvious in our system of government at this point that the federal government's gotten way out of hand. And um, I think it's... it's uh, I don't know. I think it's... It's just the the tendency of man, right? Man is sinful. And without God, without Christ at the center of who you are and what you do, you're going to trend toward unrighteousness. You're going to trend toward sin and, and pleasing your flesh. And that's what we see going on in our society, in the world at large. Uh, that's what wokeness is all about, I believe, is pleasing, you know, making yourself feel good. You're woke, so you're accepted by others who are woke. And, you know, conservatism goes against that in the in the sense that it is founded on the traditions that don't change, the traditions that say humanity was, was given this life by creator, by a higher authority than what we are. And though we want to always become our own authority and kick God to the curb, uh, God will not be mocked, right? A man's going to reap what he sows, Galatians 6, 7. Don't be deceived. So so let's see. Let's look at some good news. Um, what are the top 50 things that came out of Britain? That's an uh, actual story in the, one of the good news networks. So... Here it is. Fish and chips, roast dinners, Sir David Attenborough, I have no idea who that guy is, full English breakfast, the World Wide Web, so that came out of England, Cadbury chocolate, cheddar cheese, William Shakespeare, the Beatles, and the Queen. So that's the top ten. And you got James Bond, BBC, The Sandwich, which is said to be invented by the 18th century Earl of Sandwich, Sir Stephen Hawking, no thanks. Uh, afternoon tea, the royal family, Mark and Spent. Yeah, see, the rest of this is. I mean, Monty Python's 25th, after David Bowie, the Rolling Stones. Uh, yeah, the rest of it's kind of a waste. So, anyway, that's some good news. Calif California officials approved plan to crack down on microplastics polluting the ocean. Well, isn't that fantastic? I don't, you know, why are we the ones putting stuff in the ocean? Uh, I doubt that we are. I know there's plastics going into landfills. I mean, people got to get rid of stuff somewhere. You know, we got to figure that out. Solar panels built from waste crops can make energy without direct light. I'm not sure how that works. So there's a battle going on for the hearts and minds of humanity, folks. And 
when you look at how governments and people act, it's very easy to tell what they're putting their faith and trust in. Our current government that's in control puts faith and trust in power and in themselves and in government solving people's problems for them and controlling folks. And uh, that's what the current Democrat Party is all about. But the problem is most of them are attorneys and have no idea what economics, how economics works. Um, and, you know, when you don't have faith and trust in freedom and people being able to make their own choices and you want to try and mandate things, trying to control people, trying to tell people they have to take a shot to make things better, um, it, you know, it's... It's not good, folks. And it, it follows after a pattern of godlessness. Um, Satan wants to force you to do things um, where God doesn't. God doesn't force anything upon you. That's why, again, I come back to the whole idea of him giving folks faith. I, I don't. It doesn't seem within his character to want to force people to do anything. That he calls them and he says, look, this is the way, the truth, and the life. And those of you who seek me will find me. And, um, you know, those of you who seek sin and seek after your own pleasure, your own self, you'll, you'll find plenty of that out there too. But at the end of the day, that's only going to satisfy, uh, for a short time on a temporary basis. The true satisfaction comes from knowing God and knowing his son, Jesus Christ, so I'm going to leave it at that today. Glad to be back in the chair. I think going forward, uh, we're only going to, I don't know if we're going to do this every day. Might go to every other day or every third day. Third day, that sounds good. I don't know. But I encourage you to put your faith in Jesus Christ today. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And be thankful for the life that you have. Good morning. Welcome to It's a Religion, where we contrast the faith that people have in Jesus Christ and Him as King of Kings and Lord of Lords with belief in other things such as evolution and secular humanism and communism and lots of other isms that try to take the place of Christianity and Jesus Christ. Mohammedism would be another one. 
We come to you live. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And that is the what I believe that is the true American motto. We do come together as one when we're attacked um, and need to go on, on the defense. But outside of that, uh, it's a pretty big mess out there right now. And I don't really want to focus on that anymore because it's not doing much good to do that. There's plenty of people out there that are focused on the division. Um, our point or our hope is to explain things from a perspective that shows why certain things occur and it's not because of um, outcroppings of, of education or what have you, but it's it starts at the faith level, what you believe in. And education does affect that. I, let me backtrack on that one a little bit. But, but this whole experience and this life is about faith, what you put faith in. That's the starting point of everything. And until we get that right, until we get that right as a country in the United States of America and as a world, there's going to be a lot of issues, a lot of problems. And some people have a misconstrued idea of what faith is. Um, you know, I heard a, a thing the other or yesterday coming back from vacation that a guy named Pete Buttigieg, if you don't know who that is, he's the transportation secretary under Biden and uh, he is married to a man supposedly because in some people's belief system that do not truly put faith and trust in Christ even though both of those gentlemen claim to uh, believe in him they have taken God's word and circumvented it with their own truth and with their own ideals and we tend to do that. You know, I know I've been guilty of it in the past where I want something to be true. And so I make God's word say that it's true. And whether God's word really says that or not is irrelevant. And there was a point in my life when a gentleman said, look, God's word means what it means. You know, it means one thing, what that person wrote to that group of people or that other person or what they wrote at that time to people in general. And we can only gather its meaning from that, but then we can apply it many different ways. We can take that meaning from 2,000 years ago and apply it just as well today in certain things. And so that's what we do. We try to look at scripture from a standpoint of what it means truly. And there's some interpretation involved in that. And people look at things differently based on what was written and what timing was written and, and things of that nature. There's not a whole lot of uh, gray area in scripture. I mean, there might be a few things here and there about salvation and about, uh, um, different outworkings of that you know should women work or not work should certain things be certain ways in a church versus other ways you know i don't see youth group in there i i really i fail to see that as a ministry in the church 
Not to say that it can't be, um, or that it can't have some value, but yeah, I digress. Anyway, one of the things that we do talk about here is starting with scripture and, and doing our best to interpret that in a way that that is right and true and what God intended it to be. And so I'm going to, we were, before we left for vacation, we were studying the uh, word faith in the Bible. It comes in the Bible many, many times. And I'm going to finish that study today by simply reading Hebrews chapter 11, which really is by all rights, the faith chapter, the chapter that discusses faith from a faith perspective uh, or a God-centered perspective, I should say. So Hebrews 11 says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So right in that sentence, we hope for Christ to come back. And we haven't. I haven't seen any of the evidence for Christ personally. I haven't been to Jerusalem. I haven't been to, but there's so much there. Um, and it's something that I just trust in because I know he is true and right and good. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. You know, God made everything. We were reading, I was reading with my wife last night, from the dust of the ground, God made man. You know, when Jesus was here, he rearranged molecules instantly. He didn't need evolution to do anything. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he, being dead, yet speaks. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found, because God had translated him. For his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So somehow Enoch pleased God in the flesh and then was translated into this, a spiritual being, because God is spirit. That's what Jesus said about God the Father. And so... Um, He is different than what he was. He was translated. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And this is one that, that uh, um, you know, the one debate that, that isn't settled in my mind is this idea that God somehow gives you the faith to believe in him. When in my mind, that's not faith. That's something different. And right here, it seems to me you have to have faith um, in God. You have to believe that he is and that God will reward you for seeking him. Which is, in my own experience of faith, it seems to me that's what happened. And I know many people, including my, my wife, believe that God cause that to happen somehow and you know when I think about God and his omnipotence and uh, omnipresent self that he's all everywhere at all times and doesn't have time as a constraint I know Peter there's a verse that talks about 
in his ability to see ahead, um, you know, he knows who will be seeking him and then encourages them in their faith. I mean, God, Paul even talks about faith being a gift from God in a couple of spots. So I don't know exactly how people come to faith. I just know that, that it is a component that God has to, uh, that God has called us to have, that he's not going to show up to everybody and go, hey, here I am. Put your faith and trust in me, like most politicians do. But he's there um, with an extended hand saying, come, come to me. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing where he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which is foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them far off and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Remember Jacob talking about his pilgrimage, uh, not lasting as long as those that came before him. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, and heavenly where God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. Now that's pretty cool to think about. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he received the promises, offered up his only begotten son, which obviously is representative of what God did for us, of whom it was said that in Isaac all your seed shall be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed, was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worship, leaning upon his top of his staff. And by faith Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. And by faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith Moses, when he was come to two years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, and esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he that respect unto recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath for the king of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest 
he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, and the Egyptians, as saying to do, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were recompensed about seven days. And by faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not, when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall more shall I say, for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of the weakness were made strong, waxed violent, valiant in fight, turned the flight to... Uh, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, more of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were asunder, sawn asunder, and tempted, and were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth, and all these, having obtained a good report through faith, Receive not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us, that they, without us, might be made perfect. Now, the promise he's talking about there is Christ, because those that came before Christ had not received the promise yet. We received it because we now know what he did for all of us. So, I'm not going to get into uh, a lot of news today. Um, there's obviously a lot going on. I saw the uh, one of the stories in our local paper, the world moving on from COVID-19. I'm like, praise God, we should have done that about a year and a half ago. But our experts and those that everybody followed, Mr. Fauci, two years, two years, two stinking years, we had to deal with that stuff. And they're still trying to hold on to it. Biden and the, the TSA uh, pressing the mass mandate on travel. And it's it's really, I'm not going to comment on it anymore because it's, it's such a sad state of things. And, you know, power corrupts. Uh, and it's, it's pretty obvious in our system of government at this point that the federal government's gotten way out of hand. And um, I think it's, it's uh, I don't know, I think it's, it's just the, the tendency of man, right? Man is sinful. And without God, without Christ at the center of who you are and what you do, you're going to trend toward unrighteousness. You're going to trend toward sin and, and pleasing your flesh. And that's what we see going on in our society, in the world at large. Uh, that's what wokeness is all about, I believe, is pleasing, you know, making yourself feel good. You're woke, so you're accepted by others who are woke. And, you know, conservatism goes against that in the in the sense that it is founded on the traditions that don't change, the traditions that say humanity was, was given this life by creator, by a higher authority than what we are. And though we want to always become our own authority and kick God to the curb, uh, God will not be mocked, right? A man's going to reap what he sows, Galatians 6, 7. Don't be deceived. So, so let's see. Let's look at some good news. Um, 
what are the top 50 things that came out of Britain? That's a uh, actual story in the, one of the good news networks. So here it is. Fish and chips, roast dinners, Sir David Attenborough, have no idea who that guy is, full English breakfast, the World Wide Web, so that came out of England, Cadbury chocolate, cheddar cheese, William Shakespeare, the Beatles, and the Queen. So that's the top ten. And you got James Bond, BBC, The Sandwich, which is said to be invented by the 18th century Earl of Sandwich, Sir Stephen Hawking, no thanks. Uh, afternoon tea, the royal family, Mark and Spence, yeah, see, the rest of this is, I mean, Monty Python's 25th, after David Bowie, the Rolling Stones, uh, yeah, the rest of it's kind of a waste. So anyway, that's some good news. California officials approved plan to crack down on microplastics polluting the ocean. Well, isn't that fantastic? I don't, you know, why are we the ones putting stuff in the ocean? Uh, I doubt that we are. I know there's plastics going into landfills. I mean, people got to get rid of stuff somewhere. You know, we got to figure that out. Solar panels built from waste crops can make energy without direct light. I'm not sure how that works. So there's a battle going on for the hearts and minds of humanity, folks. And uh, when you look at how governments and people act, it's very easy to tell what they're putting their faith and trust in. Our current government that's in control puts faith and trust in power and in themselves and in government solving people's problems for them and controlling folks. And uh, that's what the current Democrat Party is all about. But the problem is most of them are attorneys and have no idea what economics, how economics works. Um, and, you know, when you don't have faith and trust in freedom and people being able to make their own choices and you want to try and mandate things, trying to control people, trying to tell people they have to take a shot to make things better. Um, it, you know, it's, it's not good, folks. And it, it follows after a pattern of godlessness. Um, Satan wants to force you to do things um, where God doesn't. God doesn't force anything upon you. That's why, again, I come back to the whole idea of him giving folks faith, I, I don't, it doesn't seem within his character to want to force people to do anything. That he calls them and he says, look, this is the way, the truth, and the life. And those of you who seek me will find me. And, um, you know, those of you who seek sin and seek after your own pleasure, your own self, you'll, you'll find plenty of that out there too. But at the end of the day, that's only going to satisfy uh, for a short time on a temporary basis. The true satisfaction comes from knowing God and knowing His Son, Jesus Christ. So I'm going to leave it at that today. Glad to be back in the chair. I think going forward, uh, we're only going to, I don't know if we're going to do this every day might go to every other day or every third day. 
Third day, that sounds good. I don't know. But I encourage you to put your faith in Jesus Christ today. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And be thankful for the life that you have.